loma lem sa lok di man moma yem waxna la baby je t'aime tonto mamba du ma dem ku nek ngi jem ngir di gante bi du dem chéri Bonjour Sénégal, je m'appelle J. Je m'appelle J. Euh, comment ça? Ah non, wait, I'm already changing to the wrong language. Comment allez-vous? <laughs> Your French is obviously much better than mine. Ah, so, I... apologies to all of our Senegalese listeners. All of them? In uh, Dakar, isn't it? Everybody in da- Dakar. That's where they have the rally, isn't it? The, yeah. uh, the racing, the car rally. I would love to, to to go in that rally or see it. I think that would just be so much fun. I wouldn't want to be a spectator, that's for sure. Cause no, you get a lot of dust all over you. But uh, I you, mean, you could easily get killed, I think, too. Well, I think, isn't that where they typically have the final lap is right in front of that, that lake? They, they go racing across the beach to, to, the, to the finish well, line. To and the you see pink lake, no. The, the lake Redba. Hetber. Hetber. Redber. It's a beautiful rally. I mean, I, I, just, I just, I like to see it. Hmm. Well, I, w- I would like to go and see it too. I would. Be I fun. think I think it would be fun to also drive one of those jeeps, you know, full out across the desert one time. I'd I'd love to do it. Exactly. So anyway, how are you? I see you're not wearing your um your brace anymore. You seem to be better. I'm done. I'm done with the brace. Braceless. You're so braceless. I, I've, I've passed my three month uh, quarantine with that with that damned brace. So and finally, I, you can get some sleep. Yeah, and now I don't have to sleep on my back anymore, which is a big uh, positive. Well, yes, I bet your wife appreciates that, actually. Yeah. Uh, snoring. So <laughs> back to full functioning. I can do all activities again. There's no restrictions. Yeah. Excellent. And I believe you've got some holidays coming up, too, some vacation, as you yes, call it. Yes, exactly. I will travel to United States uh, tomorrow, actually. Ah, excellent. Where are you going to go? And so I'm going to take advantage for the Samba Buzz to interview some local gringos about lots of different things. Oh, wow. That sounds very interesting. Have you, who have you got in mind, or is that a surprise? Well, that's, that's, I'll keep that distant. You know, I always like to have these mystery guests. Uh, I like a bit of mystery <laughs> in our, our podcast uh, universe. Anyway, I'm ready to pod. Let's pod. Let's go. So, G, what, what do you have for us this week? Well, actually, my first story um, possibly will remind you of one of our very ever first stories in the very first pod, actually. About uh, medical marijuana. Um, no. Do you remember oh. the, um, the French guy who, was, yes. who died on the job? Yes. And there was a bit of debate <laughs> about whether, whether he well, was working or not. Well, well, he had actually, he was out with some girl. Yes. And he had a heart attack while they were in the act of... Uh, exactly. They were in the act, in the hotel. And, and he died, didn't he? And he died, and he claimed that he should get workers' comp. At least his family did, because right. he was in the hotel on business when it happened. Right. Well, he actually technically wasn't doing business, but according to the court, he was doing business. He was doing business of a, of a kind, yes. Yes. Anyhow, I have a story which is very, very similar to that one, actually. But also from France or from a different country? No, 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 no. This is from your homeland. Where else? United States. Yes, it's all the way from Missouri. Have you been been to Missouri? Yeah, is that misery or Missouri? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I couldn't say. I've never been to... it's Missouri. I've never been to Missouri personally, but... um, Anyhow, there is a lady, and she and her boyfriend... They are obviously in the mood, and they're getting it on in his car. Um, okay. Anyhow, they, um, they didn't stay together, but apparently, this is back in 2018, 
Apparently, um, unknown to her, her former partner was carrying a sexually transmittable disease. Okay. Uh, human papillomavirus. I don't know how to pronounce that. He had a virus. HPV. It's, it's a type of herpes, basically. Okay. A lot of people have herpes. Yeah. So, but. what's the point, you're going to ask me? Well, the point yeah. is, she claimed that um, her, because she was in the car, that his insurance firm, Geico, should cover her for the injuries sustained <laughs> from... I'm picking up the herpes virus. Okay, this is interesting. This is interesting. (laughs) Um, So, basically, um, she made a claim for um, medical expenses and mental suffering. And um, in February 2021, she made a claim for a million dollars from GEICO. My goodness. And the arbitrator determined that, and I'm going to quote him here, there was sexual activity in the insured person's automobile that directly caused or contributed to cause the woman to be infected with HPV, despite the man's existing knowledge of his positive HPV diagnosis. <laughs> but, but, okay, no, but no, wait a minute. Isn't GEICO responsible for automob- automobile insurance? But they were making out in the automobile. Okay, so <laughs> wow. So there, yes, it's it's what you'd call a carrot of power, I would say in Portuguese. But um, basically, the arbitrator awarded her. How much do you think she was awarded? Uh, well, she was asking a million. I'll say I don't know five hundred thousand. She was awarded five point two million dollars in damages. Holy cats! How do they get five point two? Out? How do they get what? Oh, this is this is only in the United States now. I mean, uh, uh, this is what's quite scary, actually. You, you think that something totally ridiculous, they'd be laughed out of town, and it goes all the way to a substantial claim. Five point two million for an STD that she she should have. Well, I mean, she should have had some kind of protection or something. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> well, it's got wait. What's it got to do with Geico, which is the insurance company? Yeah, anyway, I don't know. Geico appealed, and this Tuesday. Um, just gone. A three-judge panel confirmed the ruling. Wow! Saying Geico failed to defend its own interests by um, offering a defence for the insured man, um, and they denied him coverage and refused to defend the insured. Oh my! So the guy is covered. He, well, he's covered for automobile insurance. I don't know whether he's covered for passing on sexual diseases inside an automobile. That's another thing. But right. So, But now the insurance company has to pay her for her medical expenses plus emotional suffering. Well, basically, they uh, upheld the $5.2 million ruling in wow. her favor. That, so, it, that is definitely going to change the way automobile insurance is covered in the future. I, definitely. So the question of whether there is coverage by the... Um, car insurance company will be determined by a federal lawsuit which is being going to be conducted by the district court for west missouri basically wow um, to be continued i think it's like the upside down world it's kind of scary really yes but uh, yes that is the modern world that is the modern united states and god bless america yeah anyway what do you have for us this week well, something I'm going to start off in Brazil, and then I'll migrate also to the United States, just because that seems to be the land of the crazies right now. Exactly. If you want fun stories, that's where you go. (laughs) So anyway, so um, my local story here in Brazil is that, um, and I'm going also going back to a previous story that we have done earlier. Hmm. 
If you remember, you talked, I think, earlier about the possibility of casinos coming back to Brazil. This is true. It's being debated, I believe. And that was some legislation that was before uh, Jair Bolsonaro. That did not go through, ah. mainly because of the re religious right. Okay. Um, Who mostly the, vote for Bolsonaro, I guess. Well, yeah, but this is also, so it, it's about the, uh, the potentiality of casinos coming back. But now this is about the sports betting sites, sports betting market. And globally, this is big business. Mm, absolutely. The, the sports betting market in 2020 was estimated to be worth $59.6 billion worldwide. Wow. That's a lot of money. That is. And it's growing roughly about 10% per year. And I imagine a lot of that's in um, the Western yes, countries, the, the, Western ri countries. the rich countries mostly. And it's not growing so much in China, but uh, well, who knows? A Asia, they love to gamble, but I'm not sure about sports gambling. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, they estimate that in uh, the next five years, that will grow to a market about $127 billion. Mm. That's a lot of money. More than I can count. So imagine the implications for Brazil right before the World Cup. Yes. And so there's a lot of sites that are trying to get uh, funding and get started and, and, and going with that. And the government is trying to do their part to regulate and tax the market. Okay. You know, because the, the Brazilian government, they don't want money to just go, uh, you know, untaxed. But if, you, if you're um, taking money out of Brazil through a website, generally they, they track this anyway, don't they, or don't they? They do, but most of these corporations are evading the Brazilian tax authorities because uh -huh. they're currently in offshore companies. Ah, so this could potentially be a form of money laundering too. Then. Yeah, exactly. So mm. this, this is big stuff, kind of like the cryptocurrency stuff. Okay. Um, and at the moment, there are about 450 sports betting sites in Brazil. Okay. So there's a lot. That is a lot. Uh, a study in 2020 by IBOP. Okay, it's so the research people. The, the yes. research yes, institute. Yes, yes, yes. They show that the top ten, top ten uh, sports betting sites invested almost 12 million U.S. dollars in the first half of 2020. Okay. So wow. in six months, that's a lot of money they're that generating is. in publicity. And for this reason, they uh, they expect to go some kind of regulatory review soon. But because of the opposition of the religious right, who do, who do not believe in, uh, let's say, the gambling, they think it's, they should be immoral and illegal, mm -hmm. uh, they, at the moment, this market is currently unregulated and untaxed in Brazil. So, so it, they don't want to recognize that it exists, and therefore the government misses out on a whole bunch of tax money. Exactly. So okay. there's, there's a conflict of interest, and this is at the government, governmental level. Right. Bolsonaro was going to sign the proposal in favor, but because of his connection with the religious right, he decided not to sign the bill into measure mm. for political reasons. So to tax it, it's to basically um, endorse it. Yeah. Mm. So that's, that's where we are. So it will carry on. Yes. People will carry on making money, and they will carry on washing their dirty money. Exactly. So for my uh, Brazilian story, um, I was noticing what was going on in the world of the motorboys, actually. Motorboys? Yeah, the motorboys are not happy, particularly in Sao Paulo. Um, I mean, it's not an easy job being a motorboy, as you know, to begin with. It's right. kind of hazardous, you're hurtling down the middle of Marginal Pinheiros between cars doing 70 or 90 kilometers an hour, and quite a few of them have sticky endings. Yeah, they have nasty accidents. And to make it worse, there has been a big 
increase in criminals stealing their delivery bags and then pretending to be a delivery boy themselves. Ooh, okay. So right. there's been a big bump in crime of fake. Um, fake Ubers, fake Rappies, fake, fake everything. Happies, I think they're supposed to call or Rappy. I mean, so yeah, basically these couriers, these motor boys, they are not happy because obviously they're under threat because they're getting their backpack stolen. Um, uh -huh. So what they're doing is they are appealing to the Prefettura of San Paolo to regularize, as they say, or maybe recognize officially their, um, their profession. Problem. Well, they, they do have a they do have a union actually, um, so it's kind of their union that's organised the meetings with the with the prefettura. But basically, what they want is they want to register the motorboys and make it more formal and make it easier for people to recognise who's the authentic delivery guy and who's the criminal, basically. So this would mean that these registered motorboys have like some some kind of a, a identity badge or something that that that, that they use. So I, I guess their number license plates would be recorded. So okay, um, and I guess they um, they would register formally as well. So they would have an ID. Their ID would be registered on a database. And there's a couple of simple things they'd like to do instead of having these big bulky backpacks that they have on their backs. You know, those big awkward right. square things. They want to they wanna switch that for what they call a bau, which is like a little chest. Yeah. They, which they, sit on the back of the bike, no? Right. It's just a little bit easier to transport that whole thing. Oh, well, also, I think it would be harder for it to, to be stolen, too. If you wanted to right. steal a little chest on the back, it might be more Yeah, because that, that, that's physically attached to the motorcycle. You can't just lift it off. Exactly. So there would be something less obvious for the criminals to steal. And they also want the delivery boys to wear reflective clothing, you know, that sort of bright strips, bright right. yellow strips. So, again, it makes them seen, and obviously a criminal is going to be less comfortable wearing one of those. Right. Although, obviously, they could take them off each time they stole, but it would be more awkward for them. No? Well, I think it's also it would be like an indirect way of protecting consumers as well. Exactly. So, basically, the Prefetura have agreed to set up a working party to look at it. Which oh, is interesting. About as far as it'll probably ever get, but at least it's a good idea. Well, it's a good initiative, I think. So there you have it. The world of the motorboy, they are not happy. Okay, my, uh, my international story this week. I'm going to go all the way to the wonderful world of Kentucky. 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 Is that, is that close to Missouri? It's actually quite close to Missouri. Yeah, it's yeah. the same part of the world, it's, isn't it? It's not very far away. In Kentucky, mm. for those that do not know, it's home to Jim Beam. It's home to Jack Daniels. Mm. I mean, they make a lot of things there. This is not about any of that, but this is about a Kentucky employer who was forced to pay his worker 450000 United States dollars because of a birthday party that they gave him. Ah, uh, I might have heard about this story. Yes. This, so the, and he so didn't want the birthday party. He didn't want. I mean, it's for God's sakes, it's a birthday party. <laughs> but it's about the pain. It's about the emotional distress that he suffered because of this birthday party. <laughs> so uh, I need to explain a little bit. He sued the company after they gave him this birthday party they did not want. He sued them for $450,000, and in court, he was awarded the damages. So what, what was the form of the birthday party? I mean, how was it so traumatic for him that he felt well, it was worth $450,000? Well, what it is is he suffers from an anxiety disorder. Okay. 
and especially triggered by birthday parties. And he had notified his manager like the, the two or three days beforehand that he expressly did not want a birthday party. He's not one of these people who's got a phobia about clowns, is he? No, but he's got a phobia about birthday parties. He's got an anxiety <laughs> uh, disorder. Phobia about birthday cake. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, he, my goodness. he says that being the center of attention causes him to have panic attacks. <laughs> so basically, he went into a full-fledged panic attack because of this birthday party, because they didn't tell him about it beforehand. Okay. He, imagine, he tells his manager, I don't want a birthday party. They throw him the birthday party. He has this panic disorder, or a panic attack. He runs out in the middle of, of the birthday party. He runs out to his car to have lunch out in his car. Hmm. Because they, they threw the birthday party at so lunch. So it's not really a party. It's just they might have got around his desk with a cake and sang happy birthday then. Uh, I don't – yeah, it could be something like that. But anyway, that was enough to trigger an attack. It was en- enough to trigger it because he's the center of attention. He runs out to his car. The next day, the manager confronts him about it. So, he, again, he's the center of all this unwanted attention. Yes. Confronts him about his behavior of running out to the car and having his panic attack, which he can't really do anything about. Yes. And the the employee the employer promptly fires him, so he loses salary. Well, he was fired because because he ran out into his his car during the the let's say the lunch break. Well, that's his lunch break. He's allowed. Yeah, to, but he's not allowed to leave he, the, the. He's not allowed party. to leave, leave his birthday celebration. Yeah. So it was. Um, well, I, I think he's got his biggest claim is over being fired. Actually. Well, yeah, and, and the lost wages. The, the lost wages were, I think, $350,000 that he, he missed out on because of this. So they brought his cake, and written on the top of the cake is, you are fired. <laughs> <laughs> and he had a panic attack. Yeah. <laughs> what a bizarre story. So um, the, the employee had sent a text to his office manager uh, asking why she failed to accommodate his request and not throw him a party. So the next day, the employee was called into a meeting. He was confronted and criticized by the manager. And they had another panic attack. And then she fired him. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does, yes. They're obviously very sympathetic to his condition. I think it's my conclusion there. Yeah. My and, oh, goodness me. Oh, I, 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 I did misstate the, the, the award of the damages. The, the, the total damages was $450,000. $300,000 was for emotional distress. $150,000 was for lost wages. Okay, so he got compensated for being fired at least. Yeah, so that is in the wonderful state of Kentucky, which are neighbors to Missouri. So who do you think deserved their money more, the lady who contracted the sexually transmitted disease or the man who had the birthday party he didn't want? I'm going to say the guy that got had the unwanted birthday party. I, I, think. I think I sympathize more with him, yeah, too. Yeah, because I, he had some kind of a mental condition which he can't really control. You know, panic attacks are nothing. That's not a small thing. That's actually a really big thing. And he only got less than 10% of what she got. Yeah, she got, I mean, $5.2 million for this. Come on. <laughs> so I, I'll go figure. Go figure what goes on and what the rules are and who compensates for these things. Uh, I don't know. But it, it's tough. I mean, if you're, business is good if you're a lawyer in the United States. Absolutely. If you're on a commission basis, then you're rolling. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of my story. So today we have a very special guest with us today. We have Juliana Kitts. Welcome, Juliana. Hello, Jean and Jay. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here with you guys. <laughs> so 
You were director of exports. Two, yeah, during two years and a half, I was in charge of this department. Okay, and so what exactly did you export? Uh, dairy products, basically. Uh, okay. Uh, whipping cream, um, a kind of condensed milk. Uh-huh. Um, milk. Milk, so yeah, all kinds milk. of dairy products, yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. And I believe you've been to a couple of different countries. Oh, I have amazing experience to share with you guys. <laughs> okay. You'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> so let, 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 let's hear about it. I'm very curious. How was it? Where did you go? Okay. And what was your experience about trying to open up these, these new markets? I was invited to go to Angola. Angola? Yeah. And what did you think about yeah, Angola? That there is where uh, my story begins. Uh, first of all, the social condition. It's Let me try to help you to imagine the, the whole picture. Okay. In open air mar- market. Markets. Right. Yes, that they, that they sell piece of meats. So Pe- they, yes. Pieces of meat. So you can't yes. buy the entire thing. No, no, because they don't have money to buy the entire piece. The entire, but, uh, yes, meat. But, but, I mean, don't they have, let's say, local production or something? No, like? they don't even have a chicken and hen, a call. So they, they don't even have eggs. No, no, to no, buy. no, no. They need to import everything, right. everything. So the, the most of the things that they have there come from Portugal. Netherlands. So European markets. Yes, yes, yes. So they have a lot of Portuguese guys working there and they have the money there. Is it safe in Angola? So many soldiers, guards, uh, but but, but, uh, uh, people wearing uh, normal clothes, but with machine guns, AK-47, the whole market, the, 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 the stuff, the food, they protect a lot. So they enforce it under penalty of death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me a little bit about the bi- doing business in that country. So, I mean, you went there to try to sell your dairy products, right? What kind of business problems did you have? First of all, our product is uh, a ready-to-use to products. Water inside of the product. And water uh, costs a lot to ship water right so it'd be expensive yeah water. so what they are looking for there powder products what they really needs is powder milk right so uh, whipping cream is a very very expensive uh, food for them right that's that's a luxury item. Yeah, yeah luxury completely luxury only for specific and special dates Right. Or people that are extremely wealthy, oh, like yeah. you said. Yeah, yeah. So, but they are, uh, I don't know, um, 10% of the, the, the population. And so because they don't have enough volume, that would make the products even more expensive, correct? Yeah, correct. Perfect. They are not selling any, any dairy products to, to, to this market. Only right. powder f- to, to produce um, ice creams, for example. Ah, so like a powdered ice cream would yeah, work well. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They use a lot... What's amazing for me is that they don't even have any animals. They don't mm. have like a local dairy no. production, a local cow. No. So only dogs. You see, uh, only dogs there. And it's, it's difficult. Di- it's difficult to get milk out of dogs. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. enough. Of that. Sure. For me, that's um, that's a woman uh, business. Um, it's it's more difficult too, because there we we need to deal with um, 
powerful men that always are um, in, in charge of everything in, in right. there. The, 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 the white, the Portuguese, they, they are very powerful there. Okay, but wouldn't a Portuguese woman also, let's say, mm, be powerful? No. I, I didn't see no any woman there. So basically, you were the only female yeah. business person involved yeah, in this whole process. Yeah, I stayed there six days. Right. And I didn't make business. With any women? Any N- n- not even a secretary? Yeah, secretary, yes. Okay. Secretary, yes, yes. But the, only just, low, just, yes. Just low-level people. Yes, low-level people. Perfect. I imagine that's not really conducive for business. That's difficult. Yes. Yes. So yes. a very nice one <laughs> is to Italy, to the ferry, to ice cream ferry. Really? In the ice cream Himini. fair? Yes, in okay. Himini. It was amazing. The, 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 the city is amazing. The ferry is amazing. You eat a lot, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of ice cream. Yes, in, in this, in this uh, ferry specifically, we went there to, to, to know the, the, the trends. Right. Because we could bring some of them to Brazil. Some gelats and ideas. Okay. Because right. they, they are the they are the fathers of the gelato and, and right. everything related to ice cream. So for example, uh, there I saw um a glum glum. Mm. A, a glum ice cream. Highlighter ice cream. Wow. Okay, a highlighter ice cream like what color? Any color. Uh, the, you you could find yellow pink green so exactly orange the they put you in a dark cabin uh, in a dark they, they one put you in a dark room yes and uh, there you could find the machines okay. with the dough shining wow yeah so it, it was a black room and you yes. went inside and it was like neon everything you e- saw neon this is the name that uh, i i forgot yes neon wow is that edible uh. Can you actually yes, eat this? Yeah. Yes, yes. Very citric, very uh, Light. savory. Nice. Yeah. So so nice. at this fair, then, so you, you said in the purpose of this Italian visit was to try to bring some ideas back to Brazil. Yeah. So what kind of ideas or what products did you see that were interesting? Uh, in this ferry, we could, saw, uh, we could see um, different shapes. Uh, from this machine, for for example, layers, mm. um, like um, a flower. One, it's exactly like a flower. Uh, the other one is like a popcorn. Wow! You can um, deliver a new experience, and you can charge for this. That's you turn a commodity. In a unique experience. Unique right. experience. Uh, have uh, yes, eating an uh, ice cream. So you, nice. you had a, a very large contrast between yes. Angola on one side uh-huh. and Italy on the other of side. Of course, of course, of course. D- did you travel to other countries as well? Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> the last one was Argentina in this in this year, uh, last March. Right. Uh, I love Argentina, but in my last trip to Argentina, I got very sad. Really? Yeah, the situation there, the financial situation is very, very, uh, very hard. Right. <laughs> yes. 
But so now, I imagine when you went to Argentina, were you trying to sell products or import ideas? No, I was doing business with a customer. It's a worldwide customer. Okay. But there is uh, their headquarter, and they are facing a, a, a very a very tough situation, financial situation. For example, after our meeting with this this specific customer, we went to a supermarket to buy dulce de leche. Ah, dulce de leche, yeah. Yeah, okay, right. uh, from Argentina. The, the wines are very good and very cheap there. So w- w- we went to the supermarket and bought a lot of stuff, chocolates, uh, oh, a, l- a lot of good stuff. Once time they stopped us, mm. And said, okay, y- y- you need to, f- to close your account to pay because you achieved the limit. Of the store credit yes. or something. All oh, yes, right. Yes, yes. And you need to pay with another credit card. Y- you can use the same. My God. I said, ah, what? Okay, so, so they, they were protecting themselves yes. against some kind of, let's say, credit card fraud e- or something like yes, that. Yes, yes. So they put a limit so how to, mu- the, how to the customers. How much was the limit? Uh, if I'm not wrong, a thousand um, uh, pesos. So a thousand pesos is like what? 20 reais? Or how much would it be? No, it's 150. Reais. Uh, one real is 150 pesos. A hundred reais. Yeah, a little bit less than 100 yes. reais. Right. So My goodness. Yeah, so, so it's difficult ver- to buy yeah, anything there. Very, very sad. The situation is very sad. So yeah. y- you were thinking about buying lots and lots of stuff, but at a certain point, you just run out of credit cards, yeah. or you have to yeah. have a lot of cash. Yeah, and you, so, yeah. So because of the, let's say, the anti-fraud policy, you were limited in how much you could actually buy. Yeah, and with this, they limit their consumption. Sure. No? Right. So it's a vicious circle. Because if they put a, a limit so you can spend the money, the local producer didn't gain the money. They can't sell. They don't sell yeah, things. And, uh, yes. In Argentina, did they have? Did you see the the armed guards running around? Not the not the arms, uh, but uh, we saw a lot of strikes. A strikes. Lot. Yes, a lot. Uh, that has to be very difficult. So, in your dealings with executives from different parts of the world, say the United States and Europe, um, how, how do they operate compared to Brazilian executives? Is there a, like a cultural difference in the way that they deal with you? Hmm, no, a tough, tough question. My, my feelings, okay, my, my, in my point of view, they are very, very uh, well polite. The European is more cold for me right a little bit more distant more distant right yeah yeah the the americans they look like more more friendly but they are in in, in (laughs) 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 Uh, in the real in the real way they they are distant but they 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 try to get to 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 appear more close more more empathetic yes yes right both yes so at least the Americans try. The Europeans yes, don't even, they don't even yes, try to th- be empathetic. Yes, this is this is my <laughs> opinion about the guys. The in the United States they they are much more uh, workaholic. They don't have time. They they contact you. Doesn't matter the the the, the time that you were. 
they 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 expected that you uh, returns to them. Right. So so they're yeah. a little bit perhaps a little bit more demanding. Yeah. 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 They they work a lot. In, in this, w- would you, would you say which culture do you think is a little bit closer to Brazil, the the North American culture or the European culture, or do you think nobody's even let's say like like Brazil for working? I'm talking about. No, I I believe that in Brazil we work a lot. The executives work yeah. a lot. They they uh, we are uh, workaholics too. Right. But um, how here in Brazil we. We try to, to 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 stay with our family, the most of the time, but um, in the United States, I, I don't know. This is this is the, the, the I don't like to 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 make judgments, but uh, I do believe that that they are how they are much more uh, cool, m- much more uh, distant. Right. So they spend more time in the work than with the, the families. I don't know. This is what we, we, we... Because they don't talk too much about their families. Uh, and in Brazil, we, we like to talk about our families. Yeah, and I, I would agree with you. I think there's a big difference. I, th- I think the, the North Americans, they, they want to keep work and e- business separate. separate. Yeah, or b- business and family separated. Yes. Right. They, they they want to know how you are, how oh you oh you are going to travel. Oh tell me how was your travel? Uh, they they want to know about you, but not about your family. Sometimes okay your family but they never talk about their families. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well Julian, that's been great. Thank you very much for coming in today. It's been lovely to talk to you. Oh thank, thank you, you guys. I appreciate you giving us your time and giving some of your your insights. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. It was a pleasure for me to be here with you guys. So uh, I have a couple things in general about prefixes. Um, A prefix, just to be clear... These are the letters we add to the beginning of a word to make a new word with a different meaning. Okay. okay. So let me give you just a couple really quick examples. We have cook. You could have undercook or overcook. Ah, uh, yes. Right. So undercook would be it's, it's still raw. Mm-hmm. And if it's overcook, mean you made it into mush. Yes. <laughs> Depending on what it is. Or you cook too much. Or it's black. Yes. If it's a cake. Okay, so anyway, so I, there, there's a couple of the some of the most common ones that we also use, and again, this list is too broad to do in just one pod. So that's why I'm, we're kind of splitting it up into different different sections. Um, but some of the most common would be anti. So uh, you would be uh, against or opposed to something, meaning so it could be anti-war or anti-government. Okay, we have auto which is my meaning like self. Mm-hmm. So we have auto autobiography. Okay. Okay. We have D, which would be reverse or change. So mm-hmm. decontaminate or demotivate, oh, meaning de- the person... Deregulate. Or deregulate, meaning the person is not motivated. They are not contaminated or the market is not regulated. Yes. We have dis... Which is actually quite similar to D, but it's a little bit different. Could be reverse or remove. So disagree. Okay. Or disquality. No, disqualify. Sorry, I can't read my own writing. Or disable again. (laughs) Or disable. Yeah. And we have down, 
which would be like reduce or lower. could be like downgrade. Mm. You can give an upgrade to something. Let's say you have a car, you upgrade your car, your car is better. Or let's say you have regulations and you want to downgrade regulations, make them less. Some companies use the word downsize too when they want to reduce the number of employees. Exactly. Mm. It's, a, it's a wonderful word for meaning firing employees. Exactly. So, Very good. There we go. So that's my guru for the week. That is the prefix. Okay. So that's the end of pod 34. 34, I believe, believe, isn't it? Yes, in a high-pitched voice. 34? Yes, it says here 34. 34. (laughs) Excellent. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Again, thanks to all of our listeners in Senegal, all of those in Brazil, and all of those in the United States. And, of course, anywhere else around the world, if you may be listening, there are too many countries to list in one mouthful. So how long are you going to be in the U.S., and when will we be back for another I'll pod? I'll be there for one month, and I will do my very best to get a lot of rednecks on the pod. Ah, well, maybe we'll do a remote pod in no, while you're there. Maybe we'll we see. can uh, record another one. We'll try. We'll see how it goes. So uh, have a good trip, and um, don't do anything I wouldn't do, and definitely don't get into any litigious situations, because they sound highly hazardous. Yes, uh, I'll, I'll avoid the, the, the lawyers at all costs. Yes, I would say there's very few activities that can't be uh, litigated in some form somewhere <laughs> in the United States. Okay, so thank you, everybody. Check out our website and our Instagram, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.